Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewig. He's Corey Peeper. As we put on our GM hats, we are going, going to go trade deadline style and give you five trades uh, that uh, uh, have some fun with. Uh, we'll see if, if we get one of these right. Uh, it'd be kind of funny to see. This is the this is the true throwing a dart uh, at the wall. Uh, throw some spaghetti at it. See what sticks. Uh, and just have some fun with it. But one of our prerequisites as we look at these five trades, again, we have not heard uh, each other's uh, trades within it. Uh, the only prerequisite we had was uh, that one of them had to involve uh, the Milwaukee Brewers because, of course, let's have a little hometown fun uh, as part of it and see where we both end up uh, on that one. Uh, before we dive into those trades first, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games, trade deadlines, and movies of choice, come hungry, leave happy. Uh, this was another one of those. Uh, this has been a summer of, uh, of uh, uh, on-location events. Yep. So Saturday I went to a campground in Baraboo, sold popcorn there. That was uh, something they did at Christmas in July. It was roasting hot, but people came. Yes, or today, as we're doing this, I we were a stop on a cancer benefit, which cancer sucks, so absolutely, cancer benefit, and for UTV rides, and oh my goodness, there were so many of them, it was such a great, great event, absolutely love to sponsor that again if they'll have us, so yes, that was on, that was this weekend, upcoming weekend, if you are in the local area, come to Reedsburg, I would say that we'll be in Reedsburg and Rock Springs. I guarantee you we'll be in Reedsburg. I will be in Reedsburg on Friday and Saturday. And then the weather looks pretty uh, Roasty op- oppressive this week, like oppressively hot. It's supposed to be extremely hot. I don't know if we'll be open in Rock Springs. We'll be open Sunday. I'll be back on Sunday. But I don't know. I'm not going to ask my dad to do it necessarily. So check on Facebook. As they check social River media for, uh, for we would close updates. It. We would let you know in advance if we're not going to be open Friday or Saturday. But – Absolutely, you can come to Reedsburg if you live in the local area and find me and check out some sidewalk sales and some vendor stuff. Just a good hometown living area. Well, with that, we will uh, put our GM hats on. Uh, again, we are as, as recording, what, nine days from the, the trade deadline. Uh, so uh, things are going to pick up. Today was the, the largest day I've seen on the rumor mill. Uh, the uh, different reporters emptying the notebook. Uh, Bob Nightingale had a huge one out uh, today within it in preparation for that, and that had stuff all over the place, which led to uh, new rumors, new interesting things, different players now potentially on the block, uh, and uh, not not surprising ones, uh, ones where, where it makes sense. Uh, so there's kind of, uh, today kind of went the, to me, the true kickoff of the trade deadline. As far as like the, here we're at for more information, more things are, are leaking out within it. Uh, activity is going to take place now in this window. We've seen some even happen, like yeah. smaller ones, right? Uh, the Orioles added to their bullpen. They traded for Shintaro Fujinami, who couldn't hit the broadside of Barn when he first came over for Oakland, but has actually been pretty good like the yeah. last month or so. So, hey, that's a good team. Adding One of those low-key uh, low moves uh, within it. You had uh, uh, before that was uh, Chapman uh, to the Chapman. Rangers. Yeah. So the, the, the relievers. Cabrera from the yep. Cardinals to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, right? So, look, we always say 
the, they're not the flashy names the because they're bullpen arms, but guess what? Every team that's in playoff contention wants bullpen arms. It is just they're not flashy, so they're not fun to talk about, but you can go through the teams that are not in contention and say if this guy has a decent ERA and he's in the bullpen, there's a good chance he will be moved to a contender. Let's begin by first ruling out. Uh, there's a, there's always the juicy names, but it's just they're not going to happen. And I, I think we're both in agreement that the uh, not going to happen uh, is the Shohei Otani move. Uh, and and we discussed why when we were talking before we got got recording here, uh, the ownership would lose upwards of $10 million yet in the final two months when you count lost revenue of uh, uh, the boxes, uh, Japanese sponsorships, uh, of uh, and attendance, all those things together. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, especially when uh, if you could be potentially chasing uh, the Aaron Judge's record from last year within it. Uh, not to mention they've started to pick up a few more games. They're not out of the wild card area yet. Uh, and and then the ripple effect of if you trade him, uh, what's to stop uh, Mike Trout from saying the same thing? Uh, so there's now that it couldn't happen in the off season, but there's no upside here from from a PR standpoint. It's just a matter of if you really could get two or three uh, top 50 type prospects uh, within that or uh, veteran players with uh, multiple years of team control, that are gonna be, obviously everyone's going to be a step down from Otani, but if you can do a blended thing as you're trying to uh, trying to compete versus losing him for nothing in the offseason, it's, it's a tricky situation, but I just don't see ownership, regardless of the reasons why it might make analytical sense, uh, I don't think it's going to pass ownership's uh, snuff test. Yeah, I think the highest they ever got was about 30% that he'd move. I've dropped it back down. I'm probably at about 15% now. I think he gets traded. And I, I, it's just, we still talk about the Red Sox trading Babe Ruth. Like, Shoei Otani. No one wants that on their legacy. You don't want to go down as that GM that traded him away. Now, when he leaves this offseason, which I fully expect he will, It'll suck. You'll get your compensatory draft pick, and that's that's nothing. But this is not the Rockies saying, we're not trading Trevor's story. We're going to eat our compensatory pick. This is the superstar that the game has to offer now, the preeminent one. They are four games back. I don't know if this includes today. It might not. But they were four games back of the wild card. That's not out of it. They played a little better recently. I think, I think they're just going to keep him. And like you said, he's chasing – Aaron Judge's home run record again. Uh, who knows if he'll get there? I don't think. Here's the thing: without Mike Trout, I don't know why anybody pitches to him. You shouldn't like just put him on first base. But he's a, he's a superstar. I don't think he gets traded. I think we'll see him with the Angels, and I think in the offseason that'll be the player we talk about the most. Then, and, and I I do believe the Angels will offer at least a five hundred million dollar contract. Uh, uh, question is, I think offer enough where it's, where it sounds good to. Uh, the fan base that we tried, but knowingly keeping it under uh, what he's likely to get elsewhere. So this way it sounds good, but you don't actually have to, to risk 500 mil uh, and already bloated salaries with where they have within it. It's not the most ideal thing for them to do, but at least it'll sound, again, the PR game. I think that's more or less what they're managing now at this point uh, within it. The other one that I think is, is not happening is uh, there's been some initial rumblings of uh, Juan Soto as a way of trying to uh, think of the Otani Hall, uh, that they could get close to that because he has another year of team control. It's not just a rental. It's another full year. 
even though he's not producing at, there's such lofty expectations for him as a top five overall player in MLB that if he's he's a little bit below that, uh, it feels like it's a down year. He still has a solid year going on, sure. uh, but uh, because of those expectations, it's not quite viewed the same. Uh, the thought process is to uh, retool what has been now a barren farm system uh, with more MLB-ready players, uh, either for them to use or put back in the arsenal to, to acquire others. But it's it's a non it's a non San Diego move. I can't see them doing that after trading for him last deadline. To it it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't doesn't connect at all. Your chances of recouping the value that you gave up to get Juan Soto are if for, your chances of recouping another Juan Soto are like one in a million. That's how good. Like you said, bad year, 58 runs, 19 homers, 60 RBIs, more strikeouts than walks. Uh, that's a bad year. You, you take that all day, every day. And it's not a bad year. Like, it's not. He's 24. We still forget about that. This dude could yes. still be in AAA. He's just been that good for so long. So, and Juan Soto's fantastic. Have you seen uh, C.J. Abrams of late? Yeah, I know. He's been good. He's been good. Uh, it's uh, So, C.J. Abrams good is like Juan Soto's worst year. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how yeah. good Juan Soto's going to be. So, I don't think that they just never will get the value that they gave up to get him. They have him. I don't know. He'll be the one next year, right? So will 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 he be traded all next year? It'll a lot will depend on the way the Padres play. But otherwise, we talk about the the contract Otani's going to get. The one one Soto's going to get us a twenty five year old who's even younger. Like it, it'll be. I think it'll dwarf some of the ones we saw this past year, like the Correa one. I think it'll dwarf that because he's a way better player than that. And he'll get what the Giants wanted to pay Aaron Judge. And I think, like, for everything, I don't attest to no one Soto, but I think Juan Soto wants to get paid. I think he really wants to, and he deserves it, absolutely. He's fantastic. So He'll get the best of the non-Otani prices. I think that's kind of what we're talking about with, with that. Uh, and the rumors that the Nationals offered him 500, right? Wasn't that the, the that rumor that was last, last year? So, can he do, I think knows? he can beat that. If he stays healthy uh, the next year and a half and he plays like Juan Soto, I think he be, probably beats that number, which is saying... Something to how good he is. Well, I, those are the two that I had on my list. I think with that, let, let's uh, dive into our trades. We'll go uh, uh, one by one. Let me go first. Dive in. I will start with the Chicago Cubs and Cody Bellinger. We've talked about the Cubs and Bellinger a few times. The Cubs are three games under 500, which puts them five and a half back of the wild card. Could they go out and try to acquire talent? I, I suppose they could do that, yes. But... Ellinger, we talked about it before. He is a rental. They signed him to that one-year $18 million deal, hoping to get something out of him. And when he's been healthy, he's been really good. Uh, 14 home runs, 44 RBIs. He's hitting 319. I still don't trust it for the long haul. I would not want to be the guy who's giving Cody Bellinger a five-year contract, having seen what we've seen out of Cody Bellinger in the past. But the New York Yankees uh, don't mind giving – Contracts to players that are injury prone. They have done that to many a many an outfielder. Harrison Bader is hurt. Aaron Judge is hurt. Uh, they could really use Cody Ballinger to play center field for them right now. And the Yankees actually have a pretty decent farm system again. So I have a couple names listed here as different pitchers. Will Warren is a right-handed pitcher. Clayton Peter is the I believe they got him for Joey Gallo, which is saying something because Joey Gallo was terrible when he got traded to the Dodgers, and that was a return for him. Randy Vasquez, they have a bunch of right-handed pitchers. I think one of those right-handed minor league pitchers to help with the Cubs, because you never have enough pitching. Mark Jameson Tyone's been bad. I don't know if they'll trade Marcus Stroman. I think that's possible. But they'll, they'll want pitchers in their rebuild. Cody Bellinger to the Yankees for one of their minor league pitchers. 
So like we said, we did not look at each other's lists uh, uh, leading into this. So uh, if a similar name was mentioned, that's when I was going to bring that up and, and vice versa, and we'll give the comparison trade. I also have Bellinger in my five on the move. I also have him to the New York Yankees. Hey, uh, and I have go. him, I went for a uh, outfield replacement. So I went with Spencer Jones. Uh, very toolsy. Uh, Huge. Uh, Super tall. And compared a, to Judge a lot because of that. And I, I think, that especially as Bellinger's ceiling continues to go up, here's another very toolsy, uh, potential-based uh, uh, outfielder has been his entire career to date. Looking at a chance if he keeps this up for the next couple of months, he's going to get paid in the offseason. I wouldn't risk it, but someone will. Uh, pinstripes like to do these types of trades, as you said. Uh, so I, I'm just doing a straight one-for-one one to Spencer Jones uh, for that since it's a rental. Uh, but with his bat continuing to go on a hot streak leading into uh, the trade deadline, I think that's going to raise the price to it. It's weak on bats. It is really weak on offensive upgrades. Uh, and he's the the best that's out there potentially with an also a solid defense. So uh, when you put that together, I think it's going to cost a little bit more than it may uh, on a different uh, uh, different offseason. Uh, so that's my Bellinger trade. Uh, who do you got next? Well, if we're both saying to the Yankees, that's a, that's a pretty good sign. I have, let's skip that one. Let's talk about Nolan Arenado, Hall of Famer at some point in his career. Third baseman, he has owed a lot of money, but he is not a rental, but the Cardinals have said they're willing to trade. Now, they have sort of hinted that they would rather trade players like Brandon Donovan, Paul DeYoung, uh, Jordan Hicks, I think, is all but gone from being the closer. Ryan Helsley will be back soon. He'll take over that spot. Jordan Montgomery, whose value has dipped significantly the last few months here, but... They sort of hinted they don't want to trade Arenado. I don't know if I always believe them. I don't believe a lot of what they're doing anymore. So Nolan Arenado, under contract for a few years. The I have him going to the Arizona Diamondbacks. So the Diamondbacks are losing ground to the Dodgers, which I, we sort of said would happen. And when we did the heat or the power rankings, I think we both said no. At some point, I think the Dodgers will overtake the Diamondbacks. But they're hanging in there. And... Arenado's still a fantastic defender, still one of the better hitters in the baseball, playing third base. And the Diamondbacks have a deep system. Now, what the Cardinals want is pitching. Brandon Fott, it's been a struggle at times. Yesterday was good. Six innings, I think he's shut down the first, no, maybe not the first 15. I think he gave up a hit in the first, then he sat down 15 in a row. Then he gave up three straight home runs because they left him in there too long for a three-earned runs. But first quality start, I still think Brandon Fott's going to be pretty good. I think that Brandon Fott getting traded to the Cardinals – and I have also been including Ivan Melendez. Melendez is like a corner infield prospect with a lot of power. Someday maybe he could replace. Now, obviously, Jordan Walker was originally a third baseman. They've moved him to the outfield. He's terrible at defense. So maybe he could just go to third for Arenado. But something that involves a pitcher, because I think the Cardinals are going to want to get some pitchers back. They're they're looking for controllable pitching. That's the number one thing they are. That's going to in, impact my uh, uh, my five board here as, as well. Uh, continuing with the Cardinals, uh, I, I'll go with the, uh, I'll believe them. Since you're doing the skeptical, I'll do the, I'm taking them at their word that they want to keep Goldschmidt, they want to keep Arenado. That's part of their core uh, uh, that they want to build through like into next year. So let's talk about someone that's uh, buyer's remorse uh, from the offseason, not part of the core, and it was rumored in uh, Bob Nightingale's uh, 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 notebook here this uh, uh, earlier today uh, that uh, the... Uh, Wilson Contreras' uh, marriage is already uh, half a season in, uh, ready to be done. Uh, now, there's 
there's some of the Cardinals' uh, mismanagement, but also when you hear reports that he didn't even know what his uh, what the pitchers threw after spring training, like in the season, like like there's a level of commitment that now you start to understand why did he get like publicly benched? That would do it, uh, and that's a massive concern, and that's why I'm I'm uh, skeptical to my own trade, but uh, the right environment. Uh, can sometimes pull better out of it. It worked for how many years in Chicago, right? He wasn't this in Chicago. So when you hear this within it, it feels like there's other things at, at play. Now, he didn't want to leave Chicago in the first place. Uh, there's no reunion coming within it. I'm not predicting that, but there is a team that desperately needs catching. Uh, his bat would be a, a wonderful addition to it. Not their normal, uh, but this was a, uh, a same front office that tried to do the combo Manny Ramirez and Johnny Damon uh, in an offseason with it where they traded a defense to a normally defensively focused team. Uh, Wilson Contreras and Jordan Montgomery to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, the Cardinals are wanting to save money, but I think they'll have to kick in a little bit. Let's say $5 million. Uh, Manuel Margot. Uh, they don't need outfielders, so there might be another trade that goes in within that. But he's got a he's under contract for eight million next year, so it's more of a salary thing more than anything else. Uh, and they're looking for pitching, right? So uh, Cole Wilcox, uh, who was a uh, at the bottom uh, of a top one hundred list uh, two years ago, but for Tommy John surgery, he's coming back and looking good. Uh, he's healthy. He's in the last of the uh, rehab uh, starts or getting things back going where. Uh, you could see him get a September call-up for someone if they wanted to get a chance to look at him. Uh, and another uh, highly regarded arm, but it hasn't worked out, but the potential is there in, in uh, former first-round pick J.J. Goss. Uh, so that's my package for for this. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's the rental. Uh, they get out of the contract of uh, Wilson Contreras. Uh, remember, that was five years, 87.5 mil. Uh, and there's only 10 mil this year, so it's 18 uh, mil for each of the next four seasons. Uh, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, by my $72 million, that's not normally a raise-ish trade, but they're also not giving up a bunch to get offense. If you look at his numbers, it's comparative. Offensively, there's yeah. no issue. And if you believe you can at least get him to even just below average, uh, Francisco Mejia, uh, who has been there, a catcher, not good offensively. I mean, not, I mean, not good defensively. So I, I, I think I could see this. I'm talking myself into it to get offense to the Rays uh, at a spot where they need it, and then Jordan Montgomery uh, as part of it. It's one of the, one that I'd be willing. It's not my money, so I'm willing to roll roll the, the dice on it. Uh, before I get into my Rays trade, you mentioned some of the outfield glut that the Cardinals also still have. I also wouldn't be surprised to see like Tyler O'Neill go to the Yankees uh, or Dylan Carlson when we talked about the Yankees. I think they could also move one of those guys to the. So a team like that, certainly, as opposed to just Cody Bellinger. But I will do. I also have a race trade. So you went hitting, which I understand they they could use some hitting. They also have dealt with a substantial number of pitching injuries, and so I think they also could use starting pitching. Perhaps I am wrong on that, but I believe it is McClanahan, Glassnow, Eflin, and then Taj Bradley, who I think they're just going to let go. But that's down to four already because Rasmussen and Springs are out. Correct. And I'm going to have some fun with this. So let's do some reunions here. So Blake Snell to the Rays. He's a rental. Blake Snell goes back where he was most successful. He's actually been fantastic for the better part of two months here. For Jonathan Aranda, who was blocked completely in Tampa Bay. 
and could play, although I don't know where he would play in San Diego either, but that would be something I could have to figure out. I did not think too much about that. Hey, and they, did, they did it the same way with uh, uh, who's uh, Jay Cronenworth, uh, who's been bouncing around with one. it. It's yeah. a very similar and uh, race trade player. with yeah. them. Uh, the Cronenworth trade was, you know, a couple years ago, obviously, within, and it worked out well for the Padres. So go back to the same well of a positionless or uh, doesn't fit a defensive-focused team. Uh, come over there and make it work. Could Aranda be the next Cronenworth that way? Absolutely. And that, and they seem to have, like, they trade up together. You see, you notice, like, as a Brewers fan, they trade with Seattle quite a bit. The Rays and the Padres tend to trade together often. So Blake Snell goes back to the Rays. I, It's a rental, but... They don't need him for more than one year because next year, assuming health, at least Shane Boz, I would assume, is back. Jeffrey uh, Springs at some Jeffrey point. Jeffrey Springs probably in the middle of the year is back. I don't know about Drew Rasmussen. I don't have a whole lot of faith in his said second or third Tommy John at this, this point. Is third. Yeah, I don't have any faith in that. But that's still, you don't really need Blake Snell beyond this year. So you take advantage of, hope you get another couple good months of Blake Snell. And I said he's been good. I know he walked. The last game was the seven-walk game, which is not great. But it's been good for a while here. So... Get Blake Snell in there and make a push back to the playoffs. So I also have Blake Snell on my list. Man, we're just uh, like simpatico, uh, just a little off here. We got that ESPN going on. Uh, and uh, I have him to a team that's uh, aggressive. This is not one that would make uh, uh, Brewers fans happy. Uh, but this is a uh, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, uh, more like their splash move uh, and, and more of a, a lighter risk. I have him for... I think Snell is going to cost uh, because of the the tear he's been on, even as a rental, because uh, he's World Series pitched. He, he's done this. He's been a second half dominant. He can he can uh, be an ace at times. I would not want to count on him for a full season, nor would I want to pay him for three, four, five years. Uh, but for this type of move within it, uh, when he's a second half player. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. I think they're going to get a little bit more for him. I got uh, uh, Cam Collier, mm-hmm. who's uh, about. Uh, what top sixty ranked, depending on where your uh, which prospects rankings you're looking at them with. So it's going to be uh, about uh, fifth uh, prospect uh, on third base, just in their system, yep. though. <laughs> That's, That's the thing. It, it's from depth, <laughs> and it's a spot where it's not going to hurt them in any way. Uh, and it's a it's a win now move to go for the division, uh, and to go into the postseason with young arms that are doing better. The question is, how much do they have left come playoff time within it for as far as innings availability for some of that, but. Again, Snell makes a ton of sense here. Uh, I like that, uh, especially for the for the Reds. I definitely think Blake Snell's being moved. Rays make sense. Reds make sense. How about Red Sox? I don't know if the Red Sox think they're going to go for it. If the Red Sox aren't, we talked before we got on the air about Cleveland, right? Could they trade away places? Yep. Could they trade four pieces? Yep. I think the Red Sox are absolutely in that. If they really want to go for it, they could use some pitchers, but I could also see them trading James Paxton away. So it that's another tough one. They are, uh, there is a schism starting in, in Boston where I, I think if the front office doesn't make a move towards it to try, uh, that there's going to be uh, uh, firings taking place in the offseason. Uh, Alex Cora, extremely vocal on saying no point in hoarding prospects. We're here to win the last game of the season, not to have a good uh, a good ranking on, on some sort of farm system uh, within it. So, uh, and, being, and yet managers are going to say that, and usually there's tempered expectations of the balance between front offices that have one eye on the now, one eye on the future. Except if your front office doesn't have a future, uh, that is going to push things in a direction. So I could see them very much going for uh, Snell and try to make a, a run at it in the second half. Let's keep it in the AL East then for another team that needs pitching. I don't, needs, I don't know. 
Baltimore has moved into first place in the American League, I believe. I know they have passed up the Rays with their 3-1 series lead. Two-game lead now. Two-game lead for Baltimore. But I still think they could use more pitching. And here's the thing. They have plenty of prospects to choose from to get it. It's just a matter of how much do you want to give up to get. Could this team really make a big push and go after, like, Max Scherzer? I think it's possible. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to aim a little lower. Because, like we said, they have plenty of prospects to do this. So I have them t- trading for Lucas Giolito. Uh, the White Sox are going to move pitching. I don't – here's the way I rank it. I think Giolito is most likely to be moved, followed by Lance Lynn. I think they're going to want a haul and a half for Dylan Cease. I don't think Cease is going to move. Uh, it's possible, I suppose, but I do not expect that. The Orioles, I think they've kind of showed us how they're ranking these prospects now. So we saw – Gunnar Henderson come up first, absolutely untouchable, a million dollars, great player. Uh, Colton Kowser is untouchable. And Jordan Westbrook recently was the one who got called up. So they have more. I think Connor Norby then becomes blocked. I don't think they're going to be able to use Connor Norby because they already have good production at first. Eventually, Heston Kerstad will come up and play right field, then move Santander to first. Ryan Mountcastle is suddenly kind of expendable too. I'm not really sure where he plays. I think eventually he'll play DH, but right now that's where Santander plays. So it's a good team. Connor Norby, highly regarded second base prospect. Uh, who was the White Sox rolled out at second base for decades? Uh, nothing, nothing, and more nothing. So Connor Norby for a few months of Lucas Giolito, and hey, maybe maybe this team does try and sign him in the offseason because that is the exact player they need in the offseason. This is one where you can see a rental where he stays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's not that they need pitching as much as they need veteran pitching. Uh, they're going to be going into a uh, postseason run that they haven't done before. Uh, and as much as you want to try to say, hey, you know, you got Kyle Gibson. Well, Gibson's on the last legs of things. Um, Wiley veteran who finds a way to try to get it done on most nights. Uh, but having someone who can be that veteran with a little bit better production at the top puts everyone else in a lower tiered spot and takes some of that pressure off. That's what would be excellent for for Baltimore with an I like that trade. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, and they have farm system for days uh, to make a move like this uh, without uh, really uh, hampering anything that's in the cupboard that's still uh, uh, plenty full. Uh, I have one that is uh, a non-contender for non-contender uh, nice. move that, that makes a lot of sense. It's my last uh, Cardinals thing that I got here going on within it. In the, uh, in the Nightingale article, he mentioned the four that they want to build around moving forward going into next year. It was Goldschmidt, it was Arenado, uh, it was Walker, uh, and I'm forgetting my fourth guy. I'm sorry that I'm uh, not remembering who it, uh, the fourth player was in that. Uh, uh, Newt Bar. Ours Newt Bar. Uh, Ours Newt so those were the four that were mentioned. Felt interesting to me uh, of a name being That's omitted your guy, in that. Man. This is your man. Uh, and that Nolan Gorman is mm-hmm. not mentioned mm-hmm. in that list. Young, cheap, uh, powered, uh, and has been good within it. But if you are keeping Arenado and if you are keeping Goldschmidt, uh, where, where are you putting him? Uh, and it's still going to be contingent on how well does Walker fully do with the transition to the outfield. Uh, otherwise, you're going to need DH and rotating spots between first and third. They also need pitching within it. Uh, Gorman is the one who has the highest offensive potential in a weak area for bats. There's already been rumors about the Seattle Mariners uh, within this, and a Nolan Gorman for like a uh, Gilbert uh, Logan Gilbert uh, Logan Gilbert trade makes a lot of sense for both sides. Uh, I can see the Marlins too, but the Seattle's in the, in the uh, American League, so so I think that's just a way of uh, teams tend to try to avoid that. We don't have to 
uh, face who it is that you're trading away, uh, at least all that often. Uh, so I'm thinking a Gorman for Gilbert move. I've seen the speculation on Logan Gilbert. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Seattle does thinks that they they have enough because eventually they'll get Robbie Ray back. It's so like for next year. So you're getting Ray I back with and with the the Kirby's uh, taking as, the step up. I'm not saying I would necessarily I do that. To me, the Florida Marlins make more sense for what they're pitching within it uh, to do that. I think Gorman can move. The question is, does it happen at this deadline or does it happen in the offseason? But I think he's the one that gets moved for pitching. I just think pitchers like Logan Gilbert that have, have now two a year and a half of pretty proven production just yep. don't grow on trees. Yep. And say what you want about Nolan Gorman, we've seen three-ish, two-and-a-half good months and one terrible month in his first year was pretty bad. Like, I don't know. I'm not trading. I'm not. If I'm the giant GM of the Mariners, there's no way I'm moving Logan Gilbert for Nolan Gorman. But – I said that I didn't think that the Julio Cesar would get traded from Oakland, and hey, he's on the Mar- Marlins now, so I could be absolutely wrong. That means that we have both saved the Brewers trades for last, correct? We have. Okay, so I have the Brewers. They need hitting, uh, specifically. I would say I know I have a friend who thinks they need outfield. I do not. I think they need corner. What's the call up? No, South Philly looked fantastic. Three for three, big RBI. Had a hit again today. They did not pull it out against the Braves, but yeah, absolutely. So I, I think the outfield, here's my thing on the outfield. Right now you put Freelich in right, Joey Weimer in center, or I know they kind of like Blake Perkins, whatever. Somebody in center. Weimer's a better defender. He just can't hit very well. He, he's going to be fine, I think. And then Yelich in left, and then eventually Freelich moves to center. Garrett Mitchell comes back next year, right? He's got the shoulder thing. Jackson Churio is probably uh-huh. up in the middle of the year next year. Yelich moves to DH or first. By the way, speaking of first base, do you see Bryce Harper's play in his first game ever at first base? Just flings like, himself into the camera uh, area within it. Like, no you regard about for all the his times body. you got hurt running sakes. into the wall? My goodness. Anyways, sorry. I think eventually he plays first base, but that's down the that's down the road. Uh, Rowdy Telez was getting close to coming back. For some reason, he was in the outfield shaking fly balls in batting practice and stuck his hand through the wall trying to catch a fly ball and broke his tip of his finger and ripped his fingernail off, so he's out for six weeks. Did you know that? What it? I don't know wow. why he's out what? there shaking fly balls. He was like apparently wow. a day away from coming back, and he broke his fin- top of his finger and ripped his fingernail off, so he's out for six weeks. So they've been playing Owen Miller at first, which has been fine. Uh, he's been fine. I have the Brewers training for C.J. Cron. Uh, C.J. Cron was somebody that, when he was a free agent, was it two years ago, three years ago? A lot of people, my dad was big, and hating the Brewers should bring in C.J. Cron. I think he can hit for power. I think he's going to struggle to hit for average, but... They could use specifically right-handed power right now, and he brings that. I just said Joey Weimer eventually is kind of blocked. Uh, he's a great defender. I think he could you know, put him in Colorado. If he got moved for for CJ Cron, put him in Colorado, I think he could probably have a 30-homer, 30-steal where he hits 220 season. Like He's not gonna, he's never going to hit for average. He's a fantastic defender, a, fantastic at it. And he has power and he has speed, but he can't hit. Uh, but for a rental of CJ Cron, Joey Weimer – Ethan Small's kind of blocked him. He's been passed up. They could use pitching always in Colorado, something like that. Uh, and then TJ Cron becomes a Brewers first baseman for the rest of the year. Maybe longer. We'll see what the deal is with Rowdy Telez here. But that is the trade I have to help their offense. Well, it's, it's a stable bat, right? Uh, provided that his back is, uh, that he's healthy within it. Uh, it's stable. He, it's not flashy. But all all you're trying to do is lengthen the lineup, give a little bit more possibilities within it, uh, and that's one of those underrated moves that can potentially p- pay dividends uh, in a division series. If he goes off for two or three home runs uh, in that series within it, would that surprise anyone? Not at all. 
so it's a it's a move that makes a ton of sense. Uh, we're again on the same wavelength of saying that it's not only uh, offense needed, but that right-handed within it. Uh, and so I'm just going uh, with a, a different bat that's available that might on production might actually be the best bat available. Uh, with a Jameer Candelaro uh, from the Washington Nationals uh, having an excellent walk year. Corner infield, too. Uh, and, and someone who could do first or third, right? And uh, DH always within it. Uh, but he that right-handed bat, that looks nice to me. Uh, Tyler. Tyler Black. Tyler Black uh, is uh, uh, one of those where it's going to, even for a round, it's going to hurt a little bit. Uh, and so here's someone who's got potential, but the... You want the the now. It's not too much of it. It's not going to the top tier guys that are there within it. It's one of those that seems to make a lot of sense. Ethan Small is another one you talk about, like having a possibility there within it. Uh, there's pl- different pieces to make it work, uh, and this is one that's been rumored uh, a decent amount from what I've seen. It's one that makes a lot of sense, uh, and, and I think could make uh, uh, too much sense not to do. So I found, as we wind down here, a list of 20 players from – CBS Sports, who they said could be traded. Now, I'm going to skip around because we already talked about Otani. We talked about Giolito. Bieber, we think, is hurt and probably not likely to be traded, right? Bieber's Agreed. hurt, unlikely to be traded. What about where are we back on Eduardo Rodriguez? We've talked about him before. He's back to being healthy. He had a good start. Do we think he's traded or not traded? I would think so. I, I think the if he's if he's back healthy, he's he's gonna have two more starts before the uh, before the actual deadline. Uh, so you have two more opportunities to see that. I know we might talk about some of these names, but right now the strength of this. Uh, what's that? Keep going. You're doing great. The, the strength of the uh, uh, of this trade deadline is is pitchers available, and especially it's Reynolds. Uh, and so from uh, from Stroman, Giolito, Snell, Lynn, Montgomery, Rodriguez, like there is. We just went through about seven or eight uh, pitchers that all could be moved. There's there's a guy for everybody I'm just all, about within it. I'm all about those those returns. So I said I sent Blake Snell back to the Rays. I'm sending. Uh, why not we just why don't we just send Edward back to the Erod back to the Red Sox? I said they needed some pitching, right? Right. Hey, let's, let's get all these reunions. How about Tim Anderson? I think he gets moved. I I think he does. That's another one where I. Uh, He's hot right now. After being frigid for three months, he's actually pretty hot right now. There's, he he's the biggest conundrum of the of any player, uh, in, in the in the game right now. Someone who one batting title was in here too. He's a three hundred career uh, hitter within it. You don't all of a sudden just lose that like gone to two hundred level uh, from that. It just hasn't injuries. Other things have been there. He's not himself yet. Uh, and then change of scenery will help. I do think he uh, uh, gets moved within it. I think it's him, Paul uh, DeJong, and uh, Tommy Edmond. Those are the three. Like, If you need someone who can also play fill-in for shortstop while also doing second, those are the middle infielders that I think that are available. Dodgers. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, Jack Peterson. I don't know if he'll get moved or not. I think they're going to hold on to things. There. I, I, don't see, I don't see the Giants selling anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I see that one happening either. A couple more giants on here. Who else can I skip around to? Uh, already talked about Tyler O'Neill, Seth Brown. The Athletics can move anything, right? Anything not nailed down. And I don't beyond maybe Mason Miller. I'm not sure there's anything that's 100 percent guaranteed that the Athletics will have come August first. You already mentioned Jordan Montgomery. Relief pitchers David Robertson, I think, is very probably going to be moved. We haven't mentioned. Here's the big one, right? We're on the Mets. Max Scherzer. 
So if there's a uh, who's a, a wild card, who's a name that you don't necessarily expect to be traded, but but could and and, and have an impact on it, uh, there Scherzer and Verlander are the two guys that make uh, the highest amount of money uh, uh, of any starting pitcher. Uh, but Mets don't. It really is a uh, money's not real uh, uh, to uh, 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 owner over there. So Steve Cohen, uh, uh, Cohen Bucks, uh, are they, he'll pay down more to get a better prospects with it. So he's uh, and he's truly said, I don't care. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's a nice problem to have if you can actually make the make things work. Uh, but I do believe of the two, I think Scherzer's the one that could be moved. If there was a splash name that that happens right under the wire at the deadline, I think his is the name that I would target. Back to the Dodgers. Would it not? I just wanted to everybody in the Dodgers. <laughs> but the uh, a team will get aggressive uh, uh, for him if they truly believe they could pry him away, uh, and also knowing that you'd get some money kicked in from the Mets. That's one that I think people would again. You want that veteran stuff? I mean, you would love to see Baltimore if they'd oh, spend, no. but they they won't spend. No. Uh, I, but it would be nice to see something like that happen. Here's an interesting one with that because it, it happened a couple of years ago. Well, they signed him with him, but remember, Trevor Bauer was still with the Cincinnati Reds at one point, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the Reds say they want to get uh, uh, get motivated. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of uh, funding per se, but they have a deep farm system uh, for trading bucks for a prospect or a better prospect. That's a team that could use that at the top and be that anchor for a young staff within it. Yeah, that's a, uh, I would love to see that one. I think that both Max Scherzer and, and Justin Verlander will be a Met come August 1st. I do too. I don't, I don't think they're going to move. I think they will absolutely try. I don't want to say try, explore the possibility. I think they will listen. It's just I don't see that happening. But I've said I've been wrong before. Andrew McCutcheon, I think he's probably moved. Ver- verbal agreement uh, to stay. Just to stay. Uh, but, uh, handshake agreement that he's he's in Pittsburgh. Mm, what else we got? Anybody else that I have forgotten? Well, we have the big Marcus uh, Stroman. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Stroman's the other one on that list that I I do think he gets moved because the. Uh, They've already the willingness to explore a contract in the offseason. If the Cubs want to pay him, he'll come right back. The, the trade doesn't uh, doesn't deter anything, so why not get something for him and then potentially resign him yet in the offseason? You got a team? Uh, there's people, some rumors people, to your team. Yeah, there's I said Rays have scouted, but they've scouted just about every single pitcher that there is uh, within it. I could see it. Uh, Houston. That's mine. Yeah. Houston. That one makes a lot of sense. I think Houston makes a ton of sense for Stroman. They have had so many pitching injuries. They've persevered through it. Tucker looks hot. They get they're gonna get here's the deal. Come whenever Jordan Alvarez gets healthy, they get the best player that's going to actually be like available coming yep. back soon. So get a little bit more pitching in there, and Houston is always a potential to win the World Series with the team they have. He's ex- their exact type of uh, yeah, veteran, no nonsense veteran uh, player to add to that team. Uh, but we uh, we've missed out on the biggest name, uh, at least from a relief pitcher standpoint, uh, and that's getting to like the if the Padres are not going to trade Soto and they're not moving one of their big guys, what is coming out is a willingness to move their their rentals, and so that's where Snell comes into play, as well as Josh Hader, uh, and if he is uh, available within it. Uh, there is no more potential dominant relief pitcher uh, available down the stretch. Again, this is what teams are especially looking for as that last piece to that bullpen 
uh, to solidify a deep playoff run. Uh, every year, this is what a team is looking for within it. There will be no shortage of suitors uh, if a hater is avail- is made available. Yeah, hater will be the best. Uh, we'll talk about a trade about him in a second. I think Bednar probably gets moved. Do we think David Bednar gets moved? I think Pittsburgh just uh, holds, stays the course. Him? Okay. I, I think he'll move, but I could be. We need to agree. Uh, Scott Barlow in Kansas City will move. I think we both that agree. One that one I agree. That yeah. one, I think it's, it's the time is now if, to get the best return from a year and a half uh, left. That's the time. And then I think I, we already mentioned Jordan Hicks. Now, I do think Hater's the big name. Uh, the one that absolutely has to start being in on all of these is the best team in baseball right now, the Atlanta Braves. They've had so many pitching injuries in their bullpen right now that I think Nick Anderson, I forget who else was in there, but some of their setup men, it's Raziel Iglesias is locked in in the ninth inning, pitching like, like you did once he got healthy, like a true all-star closer. Now, remember, Raziel Iglesias got traded to them last year at this time to be the setup man before they lost, uh, was it Will Smith was the closing last year for him? So I think they could make a move for Josh Hader and put him in the back. Look, the Braves for all the Rich getting richer, that's they have an absolute all sorts of pride. Like, move. Right? You move Vaughn Grissom, who is clearly blocked now because they just signed Arcia. You move Vaughn Grissom, and they have a million other pitching prospects that are, I'm sure are fine get Josh Hader in there, get David Benner in there, something like that. They need one of these guys, and then he, they will convert them into a setup man. But a Josh Hader, Raziel Iglesias, back into the bullpen would be, I know, already the best team in baseball. I mean, come on. I, how are you not ready to bank that one? As soon as you said Stroman to the Astros, like just put it in ink uh, for that one. And here, uh, Hader to the, to the Braves. It makes absolute sense because this is when you, that's where you would move on Grissom for that, right? And this the would be the piece, to and and that, to the Dodgers. There, there <laughs> is that, uh, and uh, so you're already a good shot in Freida and uh, a high upside uh, uh, a player to try to, to roll the dice and see and get just get a whatever pitching prospect goes uh, within it to, as to, to complete the trade. But I, I don't see how that uh, how that doesn't happen. Uh, with this. So I think there's some strong likelihoods for those that didn't make our top five that uh, uh, make a ton of sense within it. Yeah, we talked a lot of trades here. Next week, I think we probably should just wait till after the trade deadline. Yeah, our next, our next, uh, uh, we'll uh, maybe it'll be a midweek thing. We'll try to find time uh, for that and do a, a trade deadline special. Uh, perfect follow up to this just to see how right or wrong uh, we were or what crazy thing came out of left field within it. Uh, one of my favorite days of the, of the year is the trade deadline. I love watching and see what happens within it, see what goes under the gun uh, for that. I, I do believe the Brewers make a move. I guess the full prediction is whether we got the right guy, I do believe the Brewers make an, an ad for a bat. Uh, I feel confident in that. Uh, what it ends up being, we'll see. I know the Rays are going to make moves uh, from, uh, from my standpoint uh, within it. What that is, it's all across the board. Who knows? Uh, but the teams that we expect to be aggressive, I do believe for a finishing piece, Atlanta's going to do that. Uh, Houston is going to get uh, one of these starting pitchers, uh, and they'll be aggressive in that process too. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think one of these smaller market teams is going to jump in. Cincinnati is the one that I obviously am leaning towards. Uh, Baltimore is interested, but they long-term, I'm still what I'm, biggest worry about them is ownership. I don't think they're going to spend for what they should be. like. They're not in a position of the raise and market size. Uh, this team back in Cal Ripken days, uh, they they 
what end, like two and a half, three million uh, in attendance. Uh, they have the possibilities here, but the ownership described he wanted to do it uh, Tampa Bay Rays style, uh, which in farm system, good, and budget, not so good, and they have been massively cheap for a long time. Uh, for uh, I think th- that's the concern is not having enough commitment from ownership when, when, when you have all these guys that are starting to click now. The, the window is not next year. The window is now. Uh, and you just overtook the division lead with the trade deadline nine days away. Again, don't gut the system. Don't be irresponsible, but be aggressive. You really should be for that. Even for a, uh, a rental within it, you can afford it uh, and still have a farm system that's going to keep building with what you have. Uh, rental now and then spend in the offseason uh, to get the picture that if you don't, either the rental that you brought in or, or someone else, there's an easy path forward to, to make it worth the prospect that you would trade within it. That's the team that I want to see uh, aggressive within it, where their young players are. Uh, I don't know if they will be. In nine days, we'll find out. Can't wait. We'll see you then.